This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Peace be upon you, the mercy of Allah and His blessings on this 26th day of Jumadul Ula 1445. We comment to the Islamic economic indicators for today. The Zakat Nisab is 8,900 rands. The Mahar of Fatimi is 22,200 rands. And the minimum Mahar is 500 rands. We commence by welcoming Mufti Sahib onto the program as well as the directors, the sound engineers and the esteemed listeners of Marka Sahaba online voice of the Ahlusun Nawal Jama'a, simulcast on Sirius FM in the East Rand as well as on Radio Al-Ansar. Right now we welcome Mufti Sahib onto the program. Mufti Sahib, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh and Jazakallah Khairan once again for joining us. Wa Alaikum Assalam wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh Barakallahu feekum afizwadi, jazakallahu khairan. I'm here in the mother city, Cape Town. Beautiful, wonderful, magnificent weather. With the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala. Our Jalsa just completed about one o'clock, Qasim Ulum. 24 ulama graduated. One youngster completed his hips also, mashallah. And you are endeavored. With brother Dawood Monli and my brother Lucky is there in Johannesburg. So Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, we use the technology to propagate the deen of Islam. Allah Jalla Wala accepted. Jazakallah khairan for that. I was about to ask Mufti Saab to tell us about Mufti Saab's tour and Alhamdulillah Mufti Saab has already enlightened us on this particular tour. Mufti Saab, as an introduction, it's in everyone's mind and heart with the uh, current situation in Gaza. Just an update as an introductory uh, to the Q&A program and thereafter we commence Mufti Saab. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Before I respond to the question regarding Gaza and Palestine, I have to place on record my sincerest thanks to the ulama, to the brothers, the families who went out of their way to make our stay here, mashallah, very, very comfortable. Maulana Ilyas Ismail, our Haji Bashir by his son, mashallah, he and his family, our brother Haji Hassan Badat and his family, our Maulana Bosch and his family, and Maulana Anwar Peters, the principal of Qasim al-Uloom, Allah Jalla Wala reward all of them and mashallah Dr. Nazir Ahmed and his family. Allah Jalla Wala reward all of them. Allah Ta'ala accept all the khidmat service they are rendering to Islam. What is really happening there in Gaza is a war of the enemies against Islam and Muslims. See Israel, they came in, the Jews, the Jutlas, the Haramis, more than 75 years ago as invaders and squatters. Then they stole and they occupied Palestine and made it Israel. In 67, they invaded and they took over Jerusalem, Gaza, and Golan Heights, and West Bank, and so forth. Thereafter, now the, the flag, they have a white flag, blue line on top, blue line at the bottom, 
furati ilanil, and that is Eretz Israel, the greater, larger Israel. So they always want to extend and expand. Lo and behold, they play the siege and place the siege on Gaza for almost 17 years, 16 years, 17 years. So Hamas said, we need to teach them a lesson. And what a lesson they taught them. They dispatched 1,200 of the Jutlas Harami straight to hell. More than 4,000 of their army remember that straight to hell. And it's no more the Israeli defense force. It is the Israeli diarrhea force. They're suffering thousands of them from the area. They just hear the word Hamas and then they're pooping in their pens and underpants and everywhere. And they become the laughing stock of the whole world. Remember that. And then you see that two, three thousand of them have become blind or partially blind. All this is confirmed. And majority of them are suffering now from post-traumatic syndrome. They can't think straight. Their guilty conscience is now killing them because they murdered more than 10,000 babies and children and women. So these are the murderers, mass murderers they are. They are guilty of war crimes. They are guilty of genocide. They are guilty of ethnic cleansing and crimes against humanity. So the latest is the oldest masjid at Mosque today in Gaza. They abolished it, demolished it, because indiscriminately they are shooting. Hamas gets rid of their personnel, army and military people. And they go and shoot the babies and so forth. They tell you go to site, then they will go place their bombs there and shoot the people. They go to site. So there's no such thing as a safe zone day in Gaza today as we speak. United Nations says half the half of Gaza are starving. Who is to blame for all this? The big Satan, the big Shaitan, and that is America. Now during the course of the week, when they had, you must remember, a resolution and for immediate ceasefire, thirteen countries voted in favor. UK, Richie Rich, he's in big trouble, Sunak, he might be kicked out very soon, and they're facing internal strife within his party, so that we will discuss during the course of the week, and then they abstained, and then they, America, used their veto, and what they said, no, we can't have an immediate ceasefire, because if you have an immediate ceasefire, then Hamas will attack Israel. You see that? They want Israel to murder more and more children, babies, and more and more civilians and people. So you must remember that America are guilty and an accomplice in this war crime, in this genocide, genocide and ethnic cleansing and crimes against humanity. The biggest super terrorists in the world today are the rogue apartheid terrorist regime of Israel and America with them and then UK, France and Britain and all Germany and all these countries who are helping. Imagine so many countries helping but they can't beat Hamas. Hamas is giving them a good threshing and a good hiding. And now they're still looking for Yahya Sinwar. He's running the operations from underground in the tunnels and so forth. Every Muslim, if you go through Iman, 
Then read two rakat salat extra. Read one surah yaseen. Devote some charity. Allahumma alayka bil yahudi zalimin wa man wa'alahum. Ya Allah, you decimate and destroy the apartheid terrorist regime of Israel and all those who are assisting them in the Arab countries, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, and all these countries who have normalized ties with them, Jordan, Egypt, Morocco, Bahrain, and so forth. Allah, Jalla Wala, decimate the destroy them as well if they are not going to change their stance and so forth and cut off diplomatic ties and then what I mentioned America and the others as well so they never expected so why is America so hell-bent on this why are the Jutna so hell-bent three things they found in Gaza how they always were attacking Afghanistan because Afghanistan has got oil has got gold has got lithium so yeah, in Gaza, they found gas, billions and billions of liters, and they found, you must remember, oil, and now they found gold also. So gas, oil, and gold. So that makes a big, big thing. Wherever there's oil, there's always turmoil. Wherever there's gas, then you must remember that things end up in a mess. And where there's gold, so then everybody wants, you see, to get their share of the gold, you must remember. So that is the undercurrent, you must remember. BP and them have already signed contracts with them. So all this, and you see, last night, remember, Saturday night after the Sabbath, so you see the Jutlas, thousands of them marching. BB must resign immediately. He's humiliated. The butcher of Gaza, we need to name them, shame them, and nail them. BB, Netanyahu, Benjamin, Ney, how many babies have you murdered today? And then his henchmen there, Etemar Ben Gwer, and then you have Smotrich, all war criminals and super terrorists, and then you have guns and you have galants and all these characters. So all of them should be indicted by the ICC, but remember, they fear America. When Russia invaded Ukraine, in matter of days and weeks, everything was done, but yeah, over two months have passed and nothing still remember that. That shows the hypocrisy of the Western countries. They want their white hegemony and they want, you must remember, that we must be treated as second, third, fourth class citizens. Inshallah, Israel will fall apart, the whole country, and if the Palestinians will rule our six million brothers, sisters, children, Palestinians living in the diaspora will come back to the motherland and to their homeland of Palestine. Allah Jalla Wala protect the Haramain Sharifain, Makkah, Mukarrama, Medina, Munawwara, Masjid Al-Aqsa. Allah Jalla Wala protect our Hamas and our Mujahideen, those who passed away. Allah accept their shahadat and martyrdom. And all granny said, Hey Israel, you harami. I am older than you. And the sniper could not accept it. And he then put the bullet through her. See, that is the real thing. Hasadam in Indian, Fusihim Quran says, their jealousy, their envy. And now the world has turned against Israel and the Zionist Jews and so forth in Israel. And 80% Muslim, non-Muslim are supporting Palestine because of the war crimes and genocide perpetrated there 
by the apartheid terrorist Nazi regime. They are Hitler's children, these people. They say they suffered the Holocaust, but now they carry out the Holocaust on another people who had nothing to do with their so-called Holocaust. So that is the update there currently. Allah, Jalla wa Allah, give victory to our Mujahideen, and Allah Ta'ala teach the Kuffar a lesson, like how Taliban taught them a great deep lesson as well. Well, Fisa, we go to Surah Al-Anbiya, Surah number 21, Ayah number 7. The concluding part of the Ayah is فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ ذِكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ What's the translation and the tafsir of that particular Ayah, Mufti Sahib? Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, in chapter 96, commanded us, commanded Mustafa, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and then the message to the Ummah, Iqra, read, read. We must be a nation and a generation of educated people who knows the Qur'an Sharif, who study the Sunnah Mubarakah, who study the Seerah Mubarakah, the life history, and fiqhu Seerah, how to derive lessons from the Mustafa Sallallahu Mubarak Hayat Tayyibah. We must be the ones that know the Fakku Fiddin, that a deep, profound understanding of Islamic laws and rules and uh, jurisprudence and all that. So how will all that happen? First, When you do not know, go ask the people of zikr. Allah didn't say ahl al-ilmi, he said ahl al-zikri, because these are the people who have not the superficial knowledge, they have the real knowledge, and they remember Almighty Allah abundantly. Then Quran Sharif teaches us in chapter 15, verse 9, Inna nahnu nazzalna zikra. See, again the word zikr is mentioned. That surely, definitely, we reveal the Quran Sharif, the reminder, and peace may gradually. Why? Inna nahnu nazzalna zikra wa inna lahu lahafizun. And we are the ones who protect it, preserve it, no addition, no omission, no interpolation. So may Almighty Allah always let us ask questions to those who have taqwa and piety and ilam and knowledge. Not go ask people, scholars for dollars, they themselves commit vices and sins, dwell and mudril, and then they want to lead others astray and so forth and so on. So we must be very careful. Habibuna. Rasulullah sallallahu hadith mentioned in Mishkar Sharif wa husnu su'al nisful ilm when you ask good questions then that will be half the knowledge and Abdullah ibn Abbas who is known as Bahrul Ulum, the ocean of knowledge, and Tarjumanul Quran, one of the greatest commentators of the noble Quran, that when the Master, alayhi salatu salam, performed the Hajjatul Wida, the farewell Hajj, then he, Abdullah ibn Abbas, was not even balir and mature. When the Master, alayhi salatu salam, demise took place, he was uh, less than 13 years old, or just about 13, so he was not even balir and mature. So Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made dua for him. Allahumma allimhu ta'weel. Ya Allah, teach him the interpretation and meaning of the noble Qur'an. Wa faqihu fi deen. And give him profound understanding of Islam. 
When he grew up, he passed away in the year 68 in Taif. Muhammad bin Hanafiya, the son of Sayyidina Ali, who was a tabi'i and a successor, he met Sahaba, he performed the Shatul Janazah. When Abdullah ibn Abbas was asked, how come you acquired and imbibed so much knowledge, Bahrul Ulum, he said, Inni sa'ulun wa aqulun. Tota mubalaga, bota high public, tota intensive forms. Inni sa'ulun. I used to ask a lot of questions. Wa aqulun. And then Allah blessed me with great intelligence, foresight, insight, and all that. So everything goes back to all. Mati Allah, Jalla Wala. Is it permissible to give zakat money to young men to go in Jamaat for 40 days? Remember that if they are young men and so forth, then they must look after their wives, they must look after their children, they must be working and so forth. And they can't just be looking for zakat money and so forth. So that we don't approve of that. Young men, you are the people that everything of yours is working. So now you just want to go holiday time, 40 days and all that. The work of Tawad and Tabligh is excellent. There's only one elder left in South Africa from the original five, Hajibai Padia, and then we have Maatutla, and then we have Qari Abdul Hamid, and thereafter, you must remember, we had Chota Dadabai. They all passed away, Rahimahullah, Allah grant them all gender those I know all of them. And remember that we met them all and they passed away. So only by Bashir is here. He is 83, 84 years old. He moved to Cape Town in 68. And I always ask him so many finer details of what happened in the initial stages and so forth and so on. So, mashallah, Allah has blessed him with a wonderful memory. So, he is the Baqiyya to Salaf, as we say, of the tribe originally chosen for South Africa by Hazrat Jinnawar Allah, Marfadahu, Hazrat Mawana, Inamul Hassan Sahib. So, we are 100% in favor of the work of Dawud Tabligh, but we must do it according to the laws and the rules and usuls. Not that we look for loopholes and so forth. You're a young man. So you should be working and not looking for charity and becoming a parasite and a liability and so forth. Yes, you must remember you are a student and now you graduated. Like the students here, 24 of them graduated. So they are now, some of them are going one year in Jamaat. One, some of them are going four months in Jamaat. So they were here studying five, six, seven, eight, nine years. Some did if some their fathers studied there. Now the son graduated. About four or five examples were mentioned today. Allah, Jalla Allah, accept them. So youngsters like this, it's very good. You give them zakat, they go out in the path of Allah, four months, one year. But you are there at your home, and now you want to go out in the path of Allah. So you should be working and go with your own money. Don't look for people to give you handouts and all that. Quran Karim states, وَجَاهِدُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ بِأَمْوَالِكُمْ وَأَنفُسِكُمْ That you must strive in the path of Almighty Allah with your own wealth, with your own persons. Apni apna time, apna tamamal, or apna jan. So our time, our wealth, and our person. So that will be advice for people like that who are not students. Many people are going to be, uh, many people have left for Umrah, many people will be leaving for Umrah. What advice does Mufti Sahib have for them? MashaAllah, that we make dua, Allah Jalla Wala protect the Haramain Sharifain. 
Allah Jalla Wala protect Masjid Al-Aqsa, Al-Hayanaw, the Haram Sharif, and all of their places, our Muqaddasad, holy sacred places. All of you who are still going, and mashallah, begin going this week, next week, whenever, read Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 128. Wa arina you know that Saudi Arabia has got direct flights from South Africa, Johannesburg direct to Jeddah, no flights direct to Medina Manovara, so four flights per week and so forth. So the first issue you must grapple with and understand that if you are going on a direct flight, so what happens about your ihram if you are going to Makkah, Mukarrama? My personal advice is for those of you going first time, rather you go to Jeddah and from Jeddah you go to Medina Manovara, spend your one week there and so forth, and then from there you come by taxi or train or bus or whatever plane to, you know, that's all you can choose. And then you come in the state of Ihram. Why? So in that way you're making ittiba on Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you're imitating immaculately. The Master, alayhi salatu salam, Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi performed for Umrahs. One was the aborted Umrah, and all from Medina Manuwara, and one Hajj after it became compulsory from Medina Manuwara. So that will be desirable and the best. If you say, no, you want to go to Makkah, Mukadamah first, then remember regarding the Ihram, one hour or so before you land in Jeddah, you make your intention for Umrah, and you say, Nawaitul Umrah Talillah, I made Umrah for you, Ya Allah. Then you make it easy for Yassir Hali, wa Taqabbal Haminni, so Ya Allah, make it easy and accept it for me. In any language you say, then Labbaik Allah, Labbaik. The two rakat Salat is Tafil. You read is fine, you don't read also is fine. People are more worried about the two rakat, but they must have for Salat. That is Jahalat, absolute ignorance, gross ignorance. Remember that. So you must read your first salat, whether you're on the plane, whether you're on the train, whether you are anywhere in the world on time. So how many people going for Umrah, which is not compulsory, but they must sing their first salat. So what good is that Umrah, I'm asking you. So be very, very meticulous about your salat, remember that. If you are going via Dubai, you're going via Cairo, you're going via Ethiopia, you're going via Qatar, Doha, so the place where you will be, or lay over and transit, so there you fasten your ihram and so forth. And thereafter, remember that, use your time correctly. Remember in Makkah Mukarramah, you must show utmost reverence and respect. Surah 22, Surah Hajj chapter 22, verse 25, وَمَيْ يُرِيدِ فِيهِ alim. If a person just made intention of deviation and oppression and transgression, just intention, Allah Jalla Wala states, نُزِقْهُ مِنْ عَذَابٍ أَلِيمٍ We will unleash a painful, terrible, horrible punishment for him. And that's in Makkah Mukarramah. And forget all this year, they got bikini beaches there in Jeddah, they got cinemas in Medina, all that. Every Muslim can understand all that is haram, and MBS is responsible for that, the Murtad bin Shaitan. May Almighty Allah guide him, and if there's no guidance for him, Almighty Allah decimate and destroy him, and the Ali Saud, the Zalimin, who approve of all these haram activities. So you must remember, you must read Surah 49, and that is Surah Hujurat. And see, Allah Jalla Wala speaks of respect when you are in Medina Munawwara. 
chapter 49 verse number 2 ya ayyuhallazina amanu ay iman walo oh you believe 89 different places in the noble quran la tarfa'u aswatakum fawqa sawtin nabi do not raise your voices higher than that of mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam meaning you make it so loud you're speaking like you're in a fish market you're showing disrespect to the master alayhi salam in the court of the master in masjid an-nabawi alayhi salatu wasalam wala tajharu lahu bil qawl kajhari ba'dikum bi ba'din don't speak to one another when you are inside masjid nabawi in the court of the master alayhi salam as you speak to one another that your actions will go in vain, they will disappear. And you will not even perceive it and know about it. So therefore, utmost respect and reverence is compulsory in the Haramain Sharifain. And more so there when we are right by the Master, alayhi salatu salam, Surah 49 and verse number Two. And I told you many a time, a beautiful poem, Ma faza man faza illa bil adabi, wa ma sakata man sakata illa bisu'il adabi. Remember that only those people will be successful who show utmost respect to their teachers, to the Quran Sharif, to the Haramain Sharifain, to Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam, to our parents and everybody else who are our muhsineen and so forth, who do us so many favors. وَمَا سَقَتَ مَنْ سَقَتَ إِلَّا بِسُوءِ الْأَدَبِينَ And when a person shows disrespect to the Kaaba Musharrafa, to the Baytullah, to Masjid Nabawi, to Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam, and the Quran and Ahadith and so forth, then that person will be a failure, will be humiliated in this world, and Allah forbid in the year after. So use your time correctly, have utmost love and respect, and don't get involved in any political discussions. They have many, many spies there, and police prowling the streets in Haramein Sharifain, Makkah, Mukarramah, Madinah, Munawara, in normal civilian clothes. You won't know who's who in the zoo there. Remember that. So many people are paid agents of the the Saudi regime who we want must be replaced by a Muslim government, inshallah. This question comes from Zimbabwe, Harari, and uh, it says that the brother gave his wife three talaks in writing and in anger without any witnesses. Is this valid, Mufti Sahib? 100% valid. One is you uttered it, one is you wrote it. So 100% is absolutely no difference of opinion on that issue there. And remember, to have witnesses when issuing talaq and so forth is better but it's not a prerequisite. So don't blame anybody else, my brother, in Harare or there, in Bulawayo, or wherever else you are in Zimbabwe. When calamities befall you, it's because of your own doings and your own actions. And remember, three talaks are three. There is consensus and ijma of all four schools, the Shafi'is, the Malikis, the Hanafis, the Hanbalis, Habibuna Mustafa, Rasulullah, authentic hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif, La tajtami'u ummati ala dwalala, 
that this Ummah, the scholars and the Fuqaha and the jurors will never agree on certain things that are vices and so forth. So don't look for loopholes. This Mawlana said so and this Sheikh said so and this organization. We are Muslims. We are not Christians. Christians have Trinity, they have Christmas and all these things. We'll speak about that just now. So you must remember Trinity 3 is 1 and 1 is 3. We don't accept it. We reject it totally and absolutely. So three talaq is three. Three divorces are three. Your marriage is finished. Your wife must go into Ita. According to the Hanafis and Hanbali scholars, immediately after the divorce, her Ita will be three menses after the divorce. And according to the Shafi'is and Malikis and them, so it will be three periods of cleanliness, and if she's pregnant, then delivery of the baby when the baby is born. Chapter 65, verse number 4. So my brother, you cannot remarry her, you cannot reconcile with her. Marriage is finished and you are to blame for all the sins. What is the difference between Qasr and Jam? Remember that I am now in Cape Town. So now I arrived here on Thursday. And this afternoon, yeah, mashallah, yeah, the sun sets, you understand, 10 to 8, 5 to 8 is Maghrib. By the time you finish, Maghrib Salat is past 8 o'clock here in Cape Town. So if you look at it now, the time is going to 2.30. And it's a bright, beautiful, magnificent day. And the days are so long and the nights are short, mashallah. Five to four, Fajr Salat goes. And five past four, ten past four, they make for Jamaat here. So this morning I had a program here in the Islamiyah Masjid Darul Furqan. And Jamaat was ten past four. And then I spoke for about 15, 20 minutes and so forth. So it shows that, you know, Cape Town is like that. So now how many nights did I spend here? Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. And this afternoon, evening, I'll be leaving, coming back, inshallah, to Johannesburg with the help and grace and mercy of all. Allah, 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 Maruddana, Ghanimeen, Salimeen, Ma'azuzeen, Mansoorin, Maqbooleen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Allah, Malat, Maruddana, Khaibeen, Khasirin. Ya Allah, return us safe and sound to our home place, our hometown, home sweet home. So nevertheless, you must remember this. So according to the Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanbalis, if you travel to a place and you have to stay there for one night, two nights, three nights, like mine was three nights, and if I'm following the Shafi'i or Maliki or Hanbali school, so then you make Qasran or Jam'an. Qasr means Zohar Salat, you don't read four, you read two. Asr Salat, you read two. Isha Salat, you read two. So that is Qasr, to shorten it. Jama'an means that you combine Zohar and Asr in Zohar time. You combine Zohar and Asr in Asr time, whatever is easy. You combine Maghrib and Isha in Maghrib time. Or you combine Maghrib and Isha in Isha time. However, there's a big proviso. And that is the journey the people are undertaking must be a suffer, a journey that's permissible. People going to meet their girlfriend and mistress. People going to meet their sugar daddy and boyfriend. People going to visit the casino and haram places. People going to visit to see a soccer match and cricket match and all this nonsense and boko boko and all that. So then you're not entitled to this kasar and no jam'ah. You can't combine your salat and nor can you shorten the prayer. Al-Imam al-Shafi'i, he was born. Can I give you a brief profile? 
Al-Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah was born in Gaza. Gaza always ummah. So Gaza fiha al-baraka lil-ummah. So you must remember in the year 150, his name Muhammad bin Idris. Idris, his honorable father, passed away when he was two years old. The family had a mutual consultation and they said, well, we must move. They moved with the uncle, all of them, to Makkah Mukarramah. His first teacher, remember, was an African teacher, Muslim bin Khalid Azanji, rahimahullah. At the age of seven, this brilliant scholar, genius, becomes Hafiz at the age of seven. At the age of ten, he bayhearted the whole entire Muatta Malik. This is before he went to go study in Medina by Imam Malik, rahimahullah, who is his beloved teacher. At the age of 13, O oh, Ummah, he was teaching already as a teacher and a lecturer in a masjid, Masjid al-Haram in the Harab Sharif. And this African teacher, Muslim bin Khalid Azanji, means African like Habshi like. So remember that he was so impressed by his celebrated student at the age of 15. He gave him permission, you can issue fatawa and verdicts. That is Al-Imam Shafi'i. So remember that, the old Paraka of Gaza and so forth and so on. So therefore, we should know all this, who the great, great personalities of Islam and so forth. Remember that. We see Jazakallah khairan to Mufti Sahib. This afternoon's Q&A program has been brought to you by the Capital Group of Companies. After the break, we continue once again. This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. Q&A program, Mufti Saab is currently in Cape Town, I'm right here in Durban and our sound engineer is in Indonesia as well. Well, right now as Mufti Saab is speaking um, on my earphones, I cannot hear Mufti Saab very clearly, but I hope you, the esteemed listeners, it's coming out crystal clear to you. Mufti Saab will now enlighten us on Mufti Saab's tour that will be starting on Wednesday the 13th of December, that's going to be at the La Mercy Masjid. After Isha, Thursday the 14th of December, Mountain Rise Masjid, Peter Marisburg. After Maghrib, Friday the 15th of December, the Juma will be at the Race Stop Masjid in Peter Marisburg. And Friday at Masjid al-Salihin, Peter Marisburg. After Asr, there's going to be a program as well. We request Mufti Saab to say a few words about this. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Before we come to the Natal tour, Whilst we were on the break, I quickly went to my sound, to my phone to see what's breaking news. So three news comes through. Number one is this, B.B. Netanyahu, the butcher of Gaza, he had a telephonic discussion with Putin. And he told Putin that we're not happy with your ties with Iran. So who is happy with your ties with America and Britain and France, you Harami? You're like a super terrorist. Who the hell gives you the right to tell Putin that, no, we're not happy you got ties with Iran? Obviously, Putin shuts him up, you know. He's not a small person. He's a big harami, Putin, but we like him. He gave America a good bloody nose in Ukraine, and he's going to give them a big bloody nose here as well. They already have helping Hamas, whether we're aware of it or not. And then he, a baby, tells Putin, we're not comfortable and happy with the remarks you made regarding Israel. They're calling out Israel that you are guilty of genocide, you are guilty of ethnic cleansing, you are guilty of war crimes, you are guilty of crimes against humanity. They won't spell it out. They will always try and keep it in diplomatic ways, but they know what they mean, really speaking. 
So what is there? He speaks the truth. BB can go to hell, remember that. We don't care for him. His place is in jail, and he's going to go to jail, inshallah. So that's the first breaking news. Look at the hypocrisy of all these Western countries who are supporting Israel. Sunak, the Indian, I don't know whether he drinks the cow milk or the cow urine, you understand? But now, they can now supply arms to Israel via Cyprus. And Cyprus' permission is not even requested, and they say we don't need their permission. Can you understand and look at this arrogance? This is an autonomous, independent country, and you bully them and say, no, we will supply Israel, we will camouflage it via Cyprus, and then you must just keep quiet. These are the biggest super terrorists, you must remember that. We need to name them, shame them, and nail them as well, and so forth. So, mashallah, we know Shias and Hezbollah, Shaitan and Hezbollah are non-Muslims. But we will say, very good. Iran, you're helping Hamas? Very good. Hezbollah, Shaitan, Hezbollah helping? Very good. And the Ansarullah from Yemen, the Hussis, they all are Shias. So they are helping Israel, they are helping Hamas? Very, very good. Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, in Hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Inna Allah la yu'ayidu hadha al-deen bil-rajul al-fajir. So verily, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala will assist this deen of Islam through non-Muslims also. So you must remember how many non-Muslims now are so sympathetic to the Muslims and so forth because now they see in this digital age who the real terrorists are, not the Muslims, but the real terrorists are the apartheid terrorist Nazi regime of Israel, America, France, Britain, Germany, and all of them who are supporting the rogue apartheid Nazi regime of Israel, Hitler's children. Gee, we busy, busy. Two weeks ago, I was in Cape Town. Last week, I was in Newcastle and Dundee. This week, back in Cape Town, one day asked me, Have you got another wife here in Cape Town? He said, No, one wife, one man, one vote, you know. And then we told him that, no, this week coming, inshallah, we're going to Durban. So I have my student there. He's the Secretary General, mashallah, of the Jamiat Ulama Kwazulu Natal, Mohana Rafiq Muhammad. He hails from that part of the world, La Messi. He always tells me, you know what, when you're going to have a program? So this time, yeah, my plane is landing there, inshallah, around that time there. So I said that the nearest place, I haven't been there from where we are, from the airport, like... So will be La Messi, so he arranged the program, and Isha Salat will be 8.35, because we don't want to make it too late, inshallah. So that will be this Wednesday night, inshallah, Aziz and La Messi. Then Thursday, inshallah, I'll go meet the Honorable Ustad, Hafiz Ibrahim Limalia, Hafizahullah. So it will be me, my wife, my sister, and mashallah. So I told Hafizah, he was very, very happy. We spoke yesterday, a day for yesterday. And then from there, we will come to Marisburg. We have a nikah in the family. My sister, mashallah, her daughter's daughter, her granddaughter is getting married. My brother, Yunus. I can remember Yunus nikah. He got married on the 16th of December. And now they, his daughter is getting married 15th December on 1996. Because I took my mother, you know. And then the next day, from there, we went, came back and we took a jump on the plane. So I remember that Nikah vividly. So 16 December, he got married to my niece, my sister's daughter. And now today, the grandparents and their two sons are Hafiz, the third one, Rayhan. 
He is a small one. He will read Kirat Day, inshallah, on uh, Friday, the holiday. So they chose the date that then the government said is a holiday. So I told him, subhanallah, your muzluks or what? You understand? So anyway, so that's the main reason we're coming there. So now in that, I spoke to Mohan Abdul Aziz Ahmad, said I'm coming, make programs wherever you feel. So he arranged the program there, mashallah, mountain rice, Thursday night after Maghrib, and that will be live, inshallah, on the Radio Al-Ansar International and on Marakas Sahaba, Thursday night, inshallah, Aziz, the Thursday coming later to Jumu'ah. And then Friday, Jumu'ah also will be live on Radio Al-Ansar International and on Marqas Sahaba. Insha'Allah, Aziz will be there in the rest of the Qari Sub-East. So Qari, Abdul Rauf and them from, Mos- from uh, Mauritius. So Allah, Taramaluk, Abdul Qadr Osman is in charge there. So Allah reward all of them. And then will be Masjid Salihin. MashaAllah, I think Asr Salat day on Friday will be around quarter to six or something. So anyway, so then we have our Nikah program. Our family will be there. Our Jamai, the person, I haven't met him. I just spoke to them on the phone. So will be Mona Dawood, MashaAllah. His father's name is Wazir. So all MashaAllah, bless them, MashaAllah. So they're counting the hours and the days now. And then Saturday we'll come back, inshallah, Aziz, from Durban back to Johannesburg. So that's where we are. Allah, Jalla wa Allah, bless all the couples who are getting married, those who just got married. And mashallah, on Marcus we had 12 nikahs, you must remember, this past Friday. Anybody got nikah, so just send us the message. And on Friday, inshallah, between 10 and 10.30 in the morning, it will be announced. And that will be by Mona Arafat on Sunday to 084 Seven eight six three one three two, or send it to me zero seven one triple eight one one eight four, and we will announce it. Why are we busy? So there was one youngster, right? He's six years old. He sends me messages, so I'm going to imitate him. He's six years old. His name is Muhammad Padia. He say, Mufti H. You know what happened? I came out first in the madrasa. This is my certificate. See how it is. I said, MashaAllah. So I told him, now I'm making dua. You're going to become a hafiz. You're going to become a maulana. You're going to become a sheikh. You're going to become a mufti. He sends me another message, Muhammad Padia. He said, no, I'm going to become the big mufti. And I want to. So this is what we need to instill in our children. So I told him, no. Allah will make you greater also. You become the Imam of the Haram, inshallah. So Allah, Allah bless them. Whenever I hear Padia, Padia, then we don't think of them only. We think of Ajibai Padia. All his sacrifices, all his crying, all his kurbani. Who can forget all that? So remember, Allah reward them. And on the lighter side, whenever I go to buy mota, we used to go buy Padia, buy mota. So when I go to his grave, then I see there, you must remember, Abdul Qadr Hussein behind him. Same spelling like Bayit. So I say, I wonder who's this Muta. My grave is ready already. So we make dua for Abdul Qadr Hussein who passed away. And we make dua for Bayit Muta and all the Marhumin. Allah grant all of them. Jannatul Firdaus al-Ala. Mufti Sahib, what has been the contributions made by Imam Ghazali, Rahmatullah Abu Hamid al-Ghazali, remember, was a person, his greatest contribution was his book, Ihyawu Ulumid-Din. You see, you fought fire with fire. So in those days, there, there were people who were big, big philosophers and big thinkers and intellectuals and so forth. 
So he used their same principles and then remember that he polished them up and finished them up. If you want an excellent book, Sheikh Yusuf Qardawi, Rahimahullah, passes away two, three years ago now. So at a ripe old age of 96, some of the books of Sheikh Yusuf Qardawi are very, very good. I don't agree with all his fatawa and verdicts. I have his fatawa kitab as well. So there are a few things he wrote and that are excellent. He wrote a book, if you study the life of Sheikh Yusuf Qardawi, he says that when I was growing up in my formative years, I used to read the books of Imam Ghazali, and I used to cry, and I used to weep, and so much. It really touched my heart, you know, all that the Sohuf and Tazkiyah and so forth. And that's how he learned what is true taqwa and piety and so forth. Nevertheless, you must remember, so he wrote a book, Al-Imam Al-Ghazali Bayna Madihihi wa Bayna Naqidihi. Those people who praise Imam Ghazali and those who criticize him and so forth. One thing very good, Sheikh Yusuf Qadgawi Rahimahullah wrote, he said that Imam Ghazali himself said, if you study Surah Yusuf, you will find when the brothers came and Nabi Yusuf alayhi salatu salam already ascended the throne. He was in the jail, he was in the well, and so many vicissitudes of life took and sook and what? But what to izzu man tasha, what to zillu man tasha, Allah gives honor to who he wants, Allah does graces whoever he wants, and now he is there as the ruler of Egypt and so forth, and there in Palestine there is famine and drought, and then the brothers came, they brought, for your language, they brought monopoly money. They brought money that was not in circulation. So they came to him and they said, Ya, you Aziz, that we are living. When we read this portion, we cry, if you understood the meaning. They said, Oh, you ruler, oh, you minister, whatever it was, that now such a famine drought has afflicted us. And we have brought here such money that is outdated, out of circulation. So, oh, Phil and Al-Kair, give us the full measurement. But the Sattak Alina, give us charity. Give us charity. They're the same people who threw him in the wall. The same people who even suggested some of them, we must kill him, Allah forbid. After all, he's a Nabi, a man who is merciless in this sense. They are protected by divine protection. They're masoom. And then he said that, Do you remember what you did to Yusuf and his full brother, Bin Yamin? Is Antum Jahilun, when you were ignorant, when they looked properly, he was in his regalia, he was in his royalty. Yusuf, you are Yusuf. So that, so this word, yeah, go read Surah Yusuf, chapter 12, verses 88, 89, and 90. Great, great lesson for all of us. Chapter 12, verses 88, 89, and 90. I want to concentrate and bring you to the word, Mushjat. Imam Ghazali, rahimahullah, had one weakness, and he himself admitted to it. He was so much into all this akliyat, meaning their philosophy, mantic, logic, and all these sciences. So on hadith, he realized there is a deficiency. So he said, Sheikh Yusuf Qardawi has mentioned it there in the book and all that. And Mufti Taki Usmani has mentioned it also in his work and so forth. 
So Imam Ghazali, therefore Imam Ghazali alone mentions a hadith and nobody else mentioned it, then you must verify it through other sources because most probably it will be a very, very weak hadith or it might be spurious as well. So nevertheless, he said the muhaqqiqin and the great scholars of hadith will not just accept it. So in the ending and latter portion of his life, Abu Hamid al-Ghazali, Hujjatul Islam, Rahimahullah, he started studying hadith. Now the time comes for death. Lo and behold, we just finished Bukhari Sharif here today in Qasim al-Ulum, named after Hazrat Muhammad Qasim Sema, Rahimahullah, who passed away 2007. Darum Newcastle, the oldest Darum in South Africa, 50, 51 years old. First Darulum here, 25, 26 years old. So therefore, I try and attend Newcastle and yeah, it brings back so many memories, all our graduates, all our ulama, and what great service they're doing here to the Western Cape and other parts. So nevertheless, so you must remember this, so he passes away. Imam Ghazali, rahimahullah, and Bukhari Sharif was on his chest, meaning he was reading Bukhari Sharif, he passes away, and then it falls on his chest. So he realized that, you know what, that I spent too much time in all this, you know, what we call al-ulum al-aqliya, philosophy and logic and all. Rather, I should have spent my time in al-ulum al-aqliya, in the Qur'an Sharif, in the Sunnah Mubaraka, in the Fiqh islami that are our primary uh, sciences and disciplines and sources. So that is what Imam Ghazali, great, great service he rendered to Islam. And we don't forget that because he brought so many people back to the right path. Is the reward the same for performing salah in the Haram Sharif as well as performing salah at, uh, in Azizia? Remember that the question is uh, arises that what is the meaning of Masjid al-Haram? Quran Karim states, Ya amanu, that all oh, you believe, you must remember that it is mushrikeen and the politicians and non-Muslims, they are najas and they are impure. فَلَا يَقْرَبُ الْمَسْجِدَ الْحَرَامَ بَعْدَ عَامِهِمْ That they must not come near and approach Masjid al-Haram. Remember that. So all Mahdi Allah says they're impure. Impure meaning their aqidah, their belief structure is impure. If you make salam with Tom, Dick and Mary, male to male, female to female, it don't mean your hands become napak and najis and impure. It means that their belief system is totally corrupted, whether they're Jews, Christians, Hindus, Buddhists, whole lot remember that. We can never agree with that and we reject it totally. So the question arises here, if you go to Surah Tawbah, chapter number 9. فَلَا يَقْرَبُ الْمَجْدِ الْحَرَامَ بَعْدَ آمِمْ هَذَا And that is now Surah number 9. And that is chapter 9, Surah Tawbah. And if you go to verse number 28, so you will see all my Allah speaks of this. So what is implied and meant by فَلَا يَقْرَبُ الْمَجْدِ الْحَرَامَ so it means they can't enter Makkah, they can't enter Mina, they can't enter Muzdalifah. That is the Haram Sharif. Remember that M3, 3M, 
Makkah, Mina, Muzdalifah. Arafat and that is out of the haram. So remember that Jeddah, all that is out of the haram. Tanim is out of the haram. Hudaybiyah is out of the haram. So you must remember all that, you see. So that is, now the question of Salat comes. So obviously the nearer you are to the Baytullah, the Kaaba, Musharrafah, the greater the reward, and I'm surprised people are asking this, because maybe the crowd is so big and the charges, the hotel fees are so much nowadays, so they want to choose a hotel in Azizia, which is quarter the price, or one-eighth of the price, or 20% of the price. So remember, even if you're staying there, for the men especially, I will recommend that you go to the Baytullah, Kaaba, Musharrafah, and you read Salat there. The women, they read Salat in the hotel, whether in Makkah, whether Azizia, they will get much more reward. But that does not mean if a lady reads a Salat, they in Masjid al-Haram, Baytullah, Kaaba, Musharrafah, or in Masjid Nabawi, then her Salat is not valid, the Salat is valid. But the reward, remember, will be much, much more when she reads it in a hotel or in a house and so forth. Authentic hadith mentioned in Tarheeb wa Tarheeb, Allama Munziri rahimahullah writes, Ummi Humayda Sa'idiya, a lady, honorable Sahabiya, comes to the master Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in Medina Munawara, Ya Rasulullah, O Mustafa, Habibuna, Sallallahu Alaihi I want to perform and read Salat behind you whilst you are the Imam in Masjid al-Nabawi. He, Habibuna, Rahmatulil Alameen, Sallallahu Alaihi said, Yes, I know. But you see your house has three parts. If you read Salat in the front portion, you will get more reward than reading behind me in Masjid Nabawi. If you read in the middle, you will increase your reward. And if you read Fitaribaitik right in the back portion, then your reward will be the optimum maximum reward. Sheikh Albani, you Salafis and scholars for dollars who are looking and worshipping MBS and all these shaitans. So this hadith is sahih. And was sahahahu a Sheikh Albani and so forth. So therefore, you must be clear on this according to all schools. For a woman to read Salat day in the hotel and so forth is much, much more rewarding compared to reading behind the imams of the Haramain Sharifain or behind the imam in Masjid al-Aqsa and so forth. Mufti Sahib? Hello? Can Mufti Sahib hear me? I can hear you. Carry on, sir. Don't worry. Jay. Mufti Sahib, what should one read when afflicted with the jinn? And also, is there a surah in the Quran getting titled after the jinn? Remember that Almighty Allah Jalla Wala has called the entire Quran Sharif as Shifa. Those people who are affected by jadu, by sihar, and external forces, Allah protect us all from the haqideen and haqideen and the people who are burning with jealousy and envy and their hearts are filled with malice, rancor, and hatred. So read Surah Baqarah, the entire Surah, 286 verses, the longest Surah chapter in the Noble Quran, he, Habibuna, Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, Surah al-Hadith al-Sahih, authentic hadith in Muslim Sharif, Iqra' Surah al-Baqarah, read Surah Baqarah, fa'inna akhadaha barakah, and by reading it, it will bring barakah, blessing. 
you don't read it, then there'll be remorse and regret. Then see the last portion. The evil forces can never overpower it. You move into a new house, new shop, new warehouse, new place, or new car, or whatever. So read the entire Surah Baqarah. Ya Allah, you protect us from the evil eye. Inna hakun. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu sallam said the evil eye is the truth, is a reality, is not the figment of people's imagination. The hadith is authentic in Mishka Sharif. Read Ayatul Kursi. People say they got AK-47. We say we got 255. AK-255. AK Ayatul Kursi. Ayatul The most majestic verse in the entire noble Quran. Chapter 2, verse 255. And read that and all the shaitans and their allies and cronies will run away and crumble. Remember that. I tell you a story now, a cheap or gharib story. I'll come to it now. And then you must remember, you read the last four or five surahs. So, Qul Allah Then you read Qul Huwallah, Qul Nas, and especially Qul Kafirun. So when you read that, Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told Uqba, Uqba bin Amir radiallahu an, Sahih Muslims have hadith, authentic hadith. Ya Uqba, la yata'awwadu ahadun mi mithlihima. No one can give you a better taweez, a more powerful taweez than these last two surahs. They are called Mu'awwazatayin. Me and you, we read it, read it in your salat, read it out of salat, read it before you sleep. And you'll be protected. They give you protection. We become Mu'awwazatayin. We are protected and stay in Hudu as far as possible. Hadith is Sahih, authentic hadith in Ibn Majah. La yuhafidu ala al-hudu'i illa mu'min. Only the true believer will stay in hudu and in ablution as far as possible. Obviously, it can't be 24 after, out of 24. We have to sleep, we have to relieve ourselves and so forth. But remember, majority of the time, try and stay in hudu. I landed here Thursday. So, what happened was, Mauna Anwar Peters came to fetch me and brought me here to where I'm staying. Beautiful, wonderful place, courtesy of Dr. Nazir Ahmed and family. Allah reward him. He's our student student. You see, I'm his grandfather. So you must remember, he studied yet Qasimul Ulum and so forth and so on. Then my brother Hassan Badad came to fetch me, and my first program was there in Sherwood Park. So that was now Thursday night after Maghrib. Because, you know, I told you Maghrib is very late. 10 to 8, by the time Salat finishes, remember, it's already past 8 o'clock. So it was around 7.40, 7.42, 7.43, between 20 to 8, quarter to 8. So he's driving, my brother Hassan Badat, and I'm in the passenger seat, just two of us, and his car also black in color, you see. And mashallah, brother Hassan is nice in size also. Bastatan fil ilmi wal jism. Allah bless him with more knowledge and grant him more health and shifa and so forth. So I saw this with my own eyes. On the right-hand side, I saw youngsters running. On the left-hand side, I saw people running. Suddenly, I saw a stone coming directly for Hassan on the driver's side. I'm looking at the stone. Lo and behold, it was about to hit the window and maybe strike him. 
As soon as it came, that stone and rock, whatever, just fell down. It went under the car and so I told Hassan, today I have to kiss your hand. That now I am convinced you, Waliullah. That he went for Hajj now and he walked. If you see him and his leg and so forth, swollen up, not normal, and uh, mazur, but he walked for 15, 17 kilos, Hajj time. No wheelchair, no nothing. So I told him, now I convince you, Waliullah. The stone came right near and then it just went down. So subhanallah, but I was reading also with Allah's help. So Allah Ta'ala protect us wherever we are. So he came down as Piki Khafanlak work, you know. You go here, you go there, plus it's the gay capital of the world. If you put here, there's a lot of trouble you must remember with that. Sometimes you guys don't understand Africa, it's one way better also. So we big troubles here sometimes in Cape Town. So anyway, Allah protect us wherever we are. Fallahu khayrun Rahimin, chapter 12, Surah Yusuf, verse 64. Always Allah Ta'ala protect us and keep us under His special, special mercy. Surah 7, verse 151. Oh, beloved Allah, include us in your special, special mercy. Whilst you alone, oh, beloved Allah, are the most merciful one to show mercy. We see Jazakallah khairan to Mufti Sahib. This afternoon's Q&A program has been brought to you by the Capital Group of Companies. We continue once again after the break. This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132.